This is where the magic happens. Hi, I'm Angela, uh, psychic empath. I don't know why I always like, I'm like, am I saying it again? Uh, Indigo master 11 but i thought also you were just gonna shorten things like indigo master uh <laughs> master of indigo <laughs> <laughs> um we are we're doing numerology today and now ryan's gonna introduce himself oh well, hi i'm ryan i am a uh uh i am uh someone who lives Maybe at the rock bottom of his life no no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I did have a moment yesterday where I was taking a really long hike. And as you know, I started smoking for about six days and yeah. I've stopped. Oh, good. I'm back into being healthy and like not hating myself. And I was hiking yesterday on a really long hike. It was like 90 degrees. And I Whoa. just kind of yelled and there was nobody else out there. And I just kind of yelled like, I'm done. And like I envisioned myself just laying down on the trail and like staying there forever. Um <laughs> And, and like, then the you lizards, know, dying and the dying lizards all gathered around you. And then like, like the mom, a, a moment later, a turkey buzzard starts like gliding over me. And I look over. I'm like, I'm not dead, motherfucker. <laughs> like like that, the universe is like, oh, you want to die? Here you go. We're going to eat you. And I was like, no, 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 I don't. I that's amazing. Do not die. This ex, this ex I dated, this Aries, um, his partner divorced him. And he was like eating garbage and going and drunk all the time and chain smoking. And he told me this story how he went through like a Hardee's. I think it was a Hardee's. It was in Missouri. I don't know what they have. I don't remember what they have there. And uh, he got like the biggest, grossest meal with the fries and the giant burger and everything. And he he pulled into a parking lot because he didn't want to eat in public. Like he didn't want anybody to see him eat it. And he, he just looked at the food, all this gross food, and he goes, fuck my life. And he started eating it. <laughs> and he started choking to death. <laughs> He was like, I want to live. I want to live. <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing because we know he lived. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty, it's like pretty funny, like how you can immediately recognize. I mean, as far as at least I know, I can recognize like if I'm having like a bad day or something, I immediately know it's like so hack what I go to. Like my, yeah. my, my things, my patterns that I go to like, okay, well, you know, all this fell to shit. Well, I guess I will go do you know fill in the blank yep and i think once we can like once you're the problem with becoming aware of it yeah is that now you don't have an excuse to just keep doing it oh my god yeah which sucks because you know before you're aware of it you can just kind of live that life if you want yep it's funny i i've said this to people because i grew up with um a lot of bad stuff and um, one of my patterns when I was a kid, my whole family, it was like a lot of binge eating. My, my familiar just got in Ryan's lap. Oh God, she's so great. Um, but there was a lot of binge eating still is in my family. And when I, I, it was like learned behavior for me because it was how a lot of my family members coped. And meanwhile, my dad, whenever things would go to shit for him, he would smoke like packs of cigarettes after he would have quit or whatever. And then he'd get a case of really cheap beer. Oh my God, you're so exquisite, Rude. Get over here. Come on, do it. Yeah, the whole time oh I was God. I was petting her, I was just wanted to be like, I know you're not a cat. Yeah, I know, right? She's not um, a cat. Mm. Yeah, but it is like, and it's also a thing where I know, I know, I have recently realized what one of my big triggers is for like getting like, not pissed off or mm-hmm. upset, but somewhere in the middle. Like pup What's set. What's the trigger? Like pup set. I'm getting pup set. Like pissed off upset. Pups- like oh, pup I like set. that pup set. It's when, um, it's when I'm share something with a friend who has like no empathy. Oh 
my God, you know that's I mean? so sick. So like I ran into a friend of mine on the mountain who's always hiking on the mountain and I haven't seen him since I had my experience in Florida. Mm-hmm. And there was a like an event I didn't, I chose not to go to recently because it was like a nighttime hike mm-hmm. to a movie thing, right? That a friend of mine had set up, which, you know, a month and a half ago would have been like, this is like, this is the per- this event was designed for me. Yeah. And so I didn't go because I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not like going to camp hike at night and camp out and like, no, no, thank you. And so I saw this friend of mine and uh, who because, you know, supernatural problems uh, or or when you try to tell your normal friends, your paranormal problems, yeah. they're just like they're they're useless. Yeah. Like, unless they're really good friend. Yeah. And um, so I t- and I run into this friend and uh, he's like, uh, I was like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you should have came to the thing at Mount Baldy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't really into it. He's like, oh, I know you saw something. You know, like, starts ma- he like starts making fun of me for like being scared in the woods. Right. And I go, well, I didn't see anything. I, I heard something. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got scared, nerd. And like, that's what he said. He said, you got scared and so reminded me of being a kid. Yeah. Like when I was too sensitive as a kid and like what people would say to me, like, oh, you're sensitive. And, yeah. You, you, and you, meanwhile, you know, you know. this is, and this, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but this is like the empath survival guide, the t- quote, too sensitive. There's no such thing. That's why people like us have been coming to this planet because it needs more sensitive people. Yeah. Too sensitive. That dude's so out of touch with everything. Like he doesn't even know what fear is if he can't have him, because he's afraid of plenty of shit that he can't have basic empathy for your and That's fear. the thing. Like he should... Like, I've known this guy for a long time, and he's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I like him. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, smoked DMT a bunch of times. Like, you know, I, I like, he's not, it's not like he's totally disconnected from, like, understanding, like, there are supernatural things in the world, but some people just can't, they don't want to handle it. They don't yeah. want to accept that you've had a experience outside the normal because that makes them have to redefine uh, and what understand their what their normal is and, and like oh maybe I've been a little cavalier about not being yeah. afraid of things also that dude is still living in childhood which like there are definitely aspects of childhood we need to hold on to but the fact that he hasn't moved on from like playground banter to become a decent empath and I'm sure he's a fine human being but like this is someone who um, and this is sort of what we're talking about today are patterns but this is someone who hasn't even like left what we've all learned already like he hasn't even left it behind if he can still talk to people like you're on a fucking playground you know and see that's the problem when you have experiences like people will write in about or mm-hmm. and i've gone through this before in my life with like the shapeshifter and all this kind of stuff and after a while you're just like oh, you know what i'm not gonna fucking tell anybody this anymore yeah because you're just like you get tired of the uh the mocking yeah you get tired of being considered to be crazy my new thing is foolish, i just stupid. don't hang out with those people anymore and you know what i've noticed and and a, a lot of people have messaged me when i when i talked about like friendships that didn't serve me anymore a lot of people related to that what i noticed every one of those friendships i cut out every person who does not um they don't have to believe they just have to be um just a basic concern and interest is all i ask for um, but all those people that I've cut out for different things, like plenty of them were believers. Every time I do, it makes space and someone new enters. Someone amazing enters. And I just keep leveling up with my friendships, which is like totally new. I mean, I only figured this out recently. 
not that you need to cut this guy out. You're obviously not close with him, but it's. Yeah, I mean, we see each other, you know, somewhat regularly and, you know, we communicate and, you know, and like text and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And like, I do think he's a good guy and I'll, I'll probably continue to be friends with him. But at the same time, I found myself almost going into that thing where, and I think anybody who's an empath understands this totally it's oh when you have to apologize yeah. you feel the urge to apologize for being too sensitive oh, and it's like no, no I'm not being too no. sensitive motherfucker I'm not going to apologize for you having too small of a mind to yeah. understand what yeah. I experienced and like but I think as empaths you do that your entire life yeah until and you then, don't until, until you, you don't until yeah. you're like you know what Break I don't have pattern. to I don't have yeah. to apologize because um and what I should have done in the moment was hey you know what um I understand that we're buddies and we're guys and like you know, you're doing that Dick guy stuff. thing right now. Yeah, yeah. But like anybody who knows me knows I'm not that guy. No. I'm not the guy who like makes fun of you to show you I love you. It's like I've never been that guy. I've never, no. I was never that kid. Like I don't call you, I don't insult you to show you that I love you because I don't know how to My say I love you. My family is very much, and I get, I will, when I get with them, um, I, and this is because I just started talking about this a second ago, but like the, the binge eating when I learned what hole I was trying to fill with that, like I was a teenager probably when I stopped, when you identify what you're trying to fill, it's like, oh, well then it's just filled with knowledge and then you don't have to fill it with food or cigarettes or whatever. But when I get with my family, because some of them are very much like that where they can't show love and it has to be shown making fun of each other. And sometimes it's kind of fun, but then sometimes it goes too far and, and somebody gets hurt. And I, I would really rather us not communicate like when that. When that's your only go-to to yeah. like show emotion, that's, that's when it's problematic. I don't mind having fun everyone i mean uh, you know i'm not like some stiff i would like to think that i'm a you know a carefree fun guy mm -hmm. but like i'm not you know going to come down on somebody for using that you know it's a type yeah. of humor it's a type of comedy that can be effective but if it's your only thing then it just becomes like oh i i just don't you know yeah. it's too much and, it, and it's so hard to call people out because there are people who get uh, so defensive they don't want to have a conversation I was actually thinking about um, when I was in New York I was in therapy for a very long time and it was great uh, it was re it was a major luxury I just imagine like I don't <laughs> when you say that, it's not like over like a long period of time, but like you went to a therapy session. You like, stayed there. You need to stay here <laughs> like for like <laughs> set seven, up a tent. Like yeah. six weeks. You are just <laughs> it was, ongoing. It, yeah, it kind of feels like that in a way. But also I would say, and I loved my therapist and I got to see her for like, um, I think I almost spent 10 years with her. Um, and it was after 9-11, the city gave everybody free stuff, like free Reiki, free acupuncture, free therapy. It was amazing. But um, I learned that... Uh, I, I meet a lot of people now and there are a lot of things I've become really sensitive to. One of them is I know two people off the top of my head who need to fire their fucking therapists. Like right now, today, you could benefit from a better therapist, but you've been repeating a pattern with the same therapist for how many years now? That's a fucking shitty therapist. And I, there, I said it. I think therapy is important. There, I said it. <laughs> You know, it feels like I said it to their faces, even though they probably don't listen to this. But it's like repeat behavior and you're still seeing this therapist. Rethink, like get a, get a therapist who maybe tell, gives you options because my therapist never told me what to do. And um, I think that I think I, when she did, she finally did. I saw her for emergency therapy later because I had just been cheated on. I was completely losing my mind. And um, 
And that was a big, that was maybe part of this whole lifetime was that relationship and being cheated on again because he did it to me in the first lifetime or the last lifetime we were together. But um, she finally told me what to do and I did it. And I was like, Anna, you got to fucking tell me what to do. Like, tell me if you have an idea, if you see this, tell me what to do. And if, if I... I understand I understand a lot of people will just rely on their therapist to tell them what to do, but I am a type A person. People can tell me what to do and I'll process it. She knows I'm type A and say, man, I'm going to do this instead, which I, every time somebody gives me advice, I really weigh in on it and I take it or I do my own thing. I don't, I don't do what I'm told. Most people don't just do what they're told. But, um, what was my point about this? this oh, so I don't sorry. remember. You I was were talking oh, about <laughs> something about therapy. God damn it, Ryan! What did you say before I started? I was started talking ranting? about how like you can't, like it all started with like you know there's, like you have to be careful. I know what I was gonna say. You can't sorry. share your paranormal <laughs> problems with your yeah. normal friends. Well, so recently, I had a friend fight a couple months ago, and it was really bad. And it was um, it was bad because uh, we were both kind of fighting over the same thing and we both felt entitled to it and it was a it was it was a, actually a very human thing it was a, actually animalistic like territory is is an animal thing and i i even said i just said this to her and um it i i said i was like i'm not telling you these things to make an excuse i'm telling them so you know this was what was happening these are my circumstances and you are special to me but like i was caffeine crashing i was starving i was tired and then this was in my personal space where you get territorial. But um, I said something and my intent was cruel. Like I know I said it to hurt. And what was crazy is I haven't said anything to actually hurt somebody. And I don't even know how long. And when it came out of me, I felt like I had just stabbed someone. I really knew what I, I had just done. And um, her reaction was actually pretty magnificent. She said, you need to think about the way you talk to the people you care about. And then it ended. But nobody brought it up. Nope, we didn't talk about it. We just went our separate ways for a while. And recently, more than ever, it was weighing on me so much. And I just told her, I told her, I love you. I'm sorry. I was the shithead and all of that. And um, she told me she loved me too and forgave me. And the minute we had this exchange, I felt like a gargoyle take flight that had been on my shoulder. Like I felt so lifted and I, my intuition got much stronger and I felt like my throat chakra get clear, like everything lightened up. And I had been holding on to this for weeks when I knew I needed to apologize. But so here's the thing I was going to say about therapists. One time I said something, I think I've talked about, I think I've talked about it. Um, and I was, I was beaten really badly up by these people outside of a bar one night and the cops wouldn't help and it was very traumatic and I mean, heavy, hardcore trauma. And um, later, a guy who was there, one of my ex's friends made a joke about it. And it was not funny. And it was not an okay joke. And I, I sent them all an email the next day, everybody who was there who laughed and the guy who said it, I, I sent them a mass email. And I was like, here's why that wasn't funny. And I really, I, I would have said it in the moment, but I was so shocked, I couldn't get my words. But then I went to see my therapist. And I said, I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe that made it worse. Maybe I shouldn't have sent the email, but I have to stick up for myself and I need them to understand so they don't do it again. And she told me, and I loved this, and this I think is going to resonate with a lot of people. She said, the sign of a truly evolved person is 
questioning all aspects of their actions and not just saying, I'm right, they're wrong. When you're questioning all the different things you should do, maybe you did something wrong, people who can apologize, that's that's the goal. Like you want to be that person who questions everything because then you let everything in and the things that you're meant to do are going to stick. And I was like, you're right. And after that, I still, I still fuck up and say things and then I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely shouldn't have said that. But I'm questioning them and I'm not walking around like, I'm right, they're wrong. I'm right, they're wrong. Well, yeah, and I think that also plays into empathy. Like, you know, because you, like when you practice empathy, which, you know, uh, all of us, I mean, myself more than any of us can, you know, really try to do a better job at that. But it's, it's like you're trying to understand perspective of other people. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to put yourself in, like I've been accused in the past of, a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, we were having some discussion or something, and he says, you know, don't you think you just devil's advocate a little too much? Ooh. And like, and I was like, oh, I mean, maybe there's a fine line between having empathy and then making excuses for other... I don't think you have any Gemini other, in your chart, no. <laughs> you know, like, there's a fine line between empathy and making excuses yeah. for people to be shitheads, but, um, or to, you know, be doing bad behavior. But uh, it's, you know, there is... So it's That's the questioning very... aspect is is interesting and, yeah. and I think it's important but um but there is I think for me a fine line between like just excusing people's continued horrible behavior yeah. and being empathetic. Yeah. Um because I can be empathetic to what causes that behavior that doesn't mean I have to approve of it. Yeah, that's true. And you can't control anybody. And what I've learned and we've talked about this, but like sometimes people won't hear you. This isn't the lifetime for them to change to accommodate you. Just trust that next lifetime you're going to be bumping into each other again and they're going to go away from this one with a life lesson. It's going to haunt them in the next one and you'll get it right then. I have people I love as much as I can love anybody and I don't want to see them anymore. I don't want to waste any more time with them in this life. I got better people coming in. I'll see them in the next lifetime when I hope they get some of this shit worked out that has nothing to do with me, but it's like, you got to protect yourself. Well, I've been that person, um, on that. Like I, uh, recently had a conversation with someone where I was like, you know what? I'll promise you to the best of my ability that in the next lifetime, which we will, we are connected. Yeah. So, um, I know this will happen even if you don't believe in this stuff, mm-hmm. that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to fuck things up. That's faith. You know what? That's you know a, what I mean? Yeah. So like I've been that person before in my past mm-hmm. to where I've had to say, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I know this. I know like, I know this current lifetime, you know, it's, you know, you don't get unlimited lives yeah. in this particular, on this situation. I have to, I've accepted that. And so we'll have to uh, just know that like, we'll be seven years old and I'll be like, Locking it. Yes. In. <laughs> you know what's funny? Well, Making sure I'm like yes, a good yeah. kid, you know? <laughs> Locking it in at seven. That's going to be a creepy talk that your parents are going to have with you. But, you yeah. know, maybe they'll be in Right, your too. dick doesn't even work. How are you talking about <laughs> having a family? How are you sexually harassing? <laughs> it's good, though. It's good to have that talk with the boys early on, you know? And yeah, by no, then, it'll yeah. just be... I mean, empathy classes, and hopefully at some point here in the very near future, we'll just have empathy classes in school. No shit. But, um, what were we going to talk about? On the, we were going to talk about numerology. We're talking about right? numerology and, because, and patterns and yeah. life paths, and, which and, we've we're totally on. Yeah, because topic I do. Today. That's my. Fa- it is kind of 
it is kind of a I don't know what the uh, a devilish treat for me to like <laughs> tell someone to live life to tell someone that like well in our next life blah 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 when uh-huh. I know that person doesn't believe in next uh. past lives and things so but so it's it's always always kind of fun for yeah. me to be you like know, you know like doing yeah. that because not to poke at them yeah but I mean because I think those people will think that it's oh this is that's a romantic ideal or that's a whimsical. Uh, way of thinking mm-hmm. of things when like I'm and I'm like like you don't know like this I'm this is fucking real yeah well and you've done a lot of work and you've journeyed and meditated and you've actually felt connected to past lives whereas a lot of people have never done that and so the idea is so foreign to them because they've never had glimpses of their past lives which I think is really important I think it's so important my this lifetime was so connected to my last one and so, like the the things that and I'm lucky because in my last lifetime there's plenty of documentation about it so I didn't have to do a lot of I mean there's still looking that I have to do into truths and stuff but um, to get connected and to feel what what you were scared of in that last life and to come here and be like that doesn't scare me no more fuck that I'm not afraid of that anymore like that's that's huge and it's really liberating. I also realized this is the happiest I've ever been ever. And I think it's because I've let go of so much, like don't care. If people don't like me anymore, I'm, I'm just kind of like, well, if it's somebody I love, it's like, well, it hurts, but eh, whatever. I'm not for everybody. I, that's become my mantra lately is I'm not for everybody. But um, the, the thing that I realized that I just learned when we did this numerology thing is my path, because your numbers change every couple years, your life path stuff, uh, which we'll be more specific in a moment. We're going to actually read documents that matter. Um, but now I'm like, oh, I thought it was all the work. It is all the work for sure. But I did all the work like it was it was it was sort of predestined based on my numerology that I would be working all this shit out a long time ago. And now I'm in like the good years of knowing, you know, and celebrating, which is great. It was super great to have that later in life. Like, like a retiree who might be able to stay retired. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do think it's an interesting conversation about fate and destiny because we were raised in a world where we love to believe in free will and making choices, um, being in control of our own lives. Yeah. And when it comes to like this, you know, Uranus in opposition bullshit. Yes. And like, and like, and not to mention some of these other apps, like co-stars got me like in some shit till through 2021 and some other stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not giving up my power to these things. No. Um, well, and, and, and they might be indicative of things that will be influencing me or are there for me if I'm like not aware of yeah. them and don't understand them. And I think it's the same way with numerology. Like we have these things in these phases of lives, um, you know, broken down through mm-hmm. the numbers that shows, you know, what will be happening or I think st- most strongly affecting us or influencing us. Uh, in those phases of life, but they don't tell us exactly what we're going to be doing yeah. in those phases of life. You know, I mean, because we, yeah, we can't surrender our own power. No, no. To these, to these modalities. No. And the, the most important thing to remember, even when shit hits the fan and you're like, how, why, uh, you came here for this. It was so cozy where you were. It was so cozy and boring and you were never going to grow. And now, well, you I don't know about boring. No. Well, I mean, well, just when we're all part of the light, you don't think that was boring? 
I uh, know. I think that's like the like people don't we don't want to. I'm leave. triple fire, so I'm like it we sounds so dull. We don't want to leave that <laughs> space. Is is my well, and also keep in mind I love pain, so. But I love it for the right reason, not because I'm a masochist. Well, we all once you read this book, Journey of Souls, yeah. then you'll tell me if you think it's boring. Somebody reached out to me. Um, uh, somebody uh, I, on, on Instagram just reached out to me and brought up you talking about that book and how there's something in it for me. And she gave me some really great specifics. And she also talked about uh, Hakate, which was a, ma- a really like a message I needed, which is so cool. I have, since we started doing this podcast... People send me messages I need. Like people are tapped into what I'm supposed to be hearing. And and like maybe it's all part part of the circle. Like I'm saying things that they're supposed to hear and then they know because they are, they understand it. They, they have a message for me. Like maybe it's the great exchange, but um, yeah, I have to read that book. Yeah. But that's not to say that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not here to, to define your reality. Maybe you do think, being part of the oneness and feeling complete and in total oneness with everything is boring. Uh, boring. It's super boring. I don't want it. But then I do remind myself when I'm just like, fuck that like, guy. I'm like, no, we're part of the same. Like, I don't want it to be that way, but I have to remind myself because I came here to be me and be independent for real. And I don't think, I think I'm rejecting. I reject being parts of things. I don't like, I don't like being part of a group. Even I don't want to, be told what to do ever which is very indigo and very triple fire like when somebody starts telling me what to do even if it's like advice but they're delivering it in the wrong with the wrong words in the wrong tone i just start grinding my teeth and i'm like i want to say don't fucking tell me what to do even well, nobody wants just, to be told what to do no but it really yeah. grates on me and it's something it's like part of my childhood trigger too like i can't handle it i don't want to be part of anything in this lifetime except my own little bubble world, you know? Um, I also, oh my God, I didn't even tell you this. Guess who gave my pendulum back? They gave it back right before, I told you the fairies took my pendulum, right? Yeah. So they gave it back. It's charging on the windowsill right now. Um, Where was it? In another dimension. Oh, where did I find it? Yeah. In my fucking purse that I had just dumped out on this table and thrown away all my receipts. Uh, Ryan, let me show you this real quick. Hang on, I'm putting this down. So she's going to go find her purse. This is what I keep my pendulum in. This bag of pink salt. Oh, so it's a, like a giant bag. And it has other little things in it too. That's to not like, like a thing that's easily lost in yeah, a purse. Yeah, not I mean, easily lost. Angela doesn't have a purse that's the size of a, uh, a potato sack. <laughs> I mean, it's a decent purse, it's, but it's, it's, not like, it's not like this no. huge sack. Well, I and I dumped like, it out. Because I dumped it out looking for the AirPods back when they were in another dimension. So they took these at the same time. Neither were in that purse. Like, I moved that whole couch. I looked at... This place is, like, scrubbed top to, top to bottom because I took everything apart looking for my AirPods that... And I never found my, my drug, so whatever. It's fine. But now I'm wondering, because I haven't used this. I haven't used my pendulum yet. I'm wondering if they took it to clear it because I couldn't get that little trickster spirit out. And I confronted it a couple times and I was like, what do you want? Just tell me, I'll give it to you. And it was like, blah, 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 just talking bullshit. But then it, it, somebody got in and told me something I did need to know, which was great. Um, but what was the thing? I, was, I feel like I started to tell you about the pendulum for a reason. The fairies. Oh, so I've been really trying to get in touch with my fairies. <laughs> um, because, because they did this again. And I was remembering... In Utah, I created a lot of great spaces for them 
And I'm just trying, like I've gotten sensitive to their vibe a lot lately. Somebody wrote on the internet that fairies don't feel love. So uh, people, how, how does anybody know for starters? How does anybody know what, uh, anything about these fairies? Like I want to directly communicate with them at some point. Um, right now it's just kind of like, I hear that. Okay, got it. Um, they might be giants came on yesterday and I was, I was driving and I felt them come alive. And I was like, oh my God, I've been listening to They Might Be Giants since I was a child. And I was like, this is one of the things they love. This is one of the things they love about me is so much, like so much childlike stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to say fairies love They Might Be Giants. They do. They love They Might Be Giants. They I'd be putting that in my bio do. if that was true. Yeah. Like, I mean, loved by fairies. They should, um, you know, I'll write to John and John and be like, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> uh, you're a big hit in the elemental world. <laughs> Well, another thing, some I was reading all these different opinions people have about fairies, and somebody said, um, never offer them meat. They are disgusted by meat. And, like, I gave up meat when I was, like, 12, when I saw Faces of Death slaughterhouse footage. I was devastated. I don't know how long I've had them, but I think that that's something else. Like, there's never meat in my house, you know? They're, they probably have, like, a... I think they're actually creeped out and afraid of it. I don't... I think that it actually, like... Oh, you mean they're creeped out up. and afraid of like the remnants of dead animals hanging yeah, around? Yeah, right? Makes sense. They're uh, of the earth. <laughs> yeah. And um, even the stuff with like my 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 intuition of plants that I've gotten in touch with too is part of the fairy connection that I've been feeling more. So sometimes I actually feel when my plant is like, like these guys, those orchids are, t- are very loud in my head now. And... Um, I'll be like, wow, is this because is this the same part of me that attracted fairies or is this because I have fairies? Like, but even the nature of plants now has changed for me since I started getting more in touch with my fairies. But I was thinking back to when I lived in Utah and I had crazy gardens, crazy flowers and plants. And I had so many tiny toys go missing. I bought these. Oh, and this was something I, I heard them very loudly. I actually Googled. Because my, my friend Aslan, who I just did the readings with at UCLA. God damn it, Dolly. You hear this dog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Double earth. Bossing me. Um, but when I was doing the readings with Aslan, she... It's so funny because so many psychics I know are like, I don't fuck with the fae. Which is great. I have no choice. Like, they're going to be with me for the rest of my life. And, and I don't feel like I'm fucking with the fae at all. Like, there's a raspberry in their offering dish right now. Like, I'm really... I. Glass marbles galore. I even keep my AirPods now in a special box full of glass marbles. So if they come for my AirPods again, they'll take a marble instead, I hope. Um, well, but- I think it's... What the interesting thing to here is, like, I think there's different types of fairies, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I have a friend, Karen Rontowski, who's great. You've met Karen, right? I don't know. Did I, I meet her at that did. crystal show? Was she no, there? I think you would have met her over at my apartment when we were filming. She came over briefly. Oh, Wait, was she She's knitting? She's been doing... Par- yes. Yes, she's great. She's yeah. great. She had a fairy attachment years ago that was like really bad. Uh, but this is like a different... We're like talking about like a different kind of animal yeah. together, I think, as far as um, like the nature of them. Ooh. So I think maybe when people are like, I don't fuck with the fae, yeah. I think they might be talking about like that dark side of it. That makes sense. I haven't experienced that at all with them. Um, it's funny, when I was in Utah, I think too, because I was fostering so many kittens, like I would have a lot of kittens at, a, at one time and 
they would like light up the whole house. I'd wake up and all the lights would be on, which I thought was because the there was a ghost of a hoarder, an animal hoarder in my house. I was never sure if it was her or the or the the. I didn't know who it was. I mean, at the time too, I wasn't in touch with my fae. But um, when I was in Utah. I had all these little like trinkety things and I would, I had them like up on ledges, like in plants. I bought a ton of these cute little toys that actually popped up in an ad or browser or something for me just two days ago. And I felt them come alive and I was like, fine. Well, they took them all last time. They're those cute little, um, like it's some kind of Japanese toy. They're like little cats and things and um, it's a cartoon. I don't know what it is. But um, I bought a bunch of them again for them. I'm going to put them in all my plants and I bet you anything they go missing again. But Aslan said to me, she goes, they just want toys. Just buy them toys. So that's all I'm doing now. They did take a ton of my shit in Utah and it was funny because I was looking back on all these weird little things that have gone missing in my lifetime. All toyish, Like all things a child would want. And um, God, I wish they'd return my brass vase, this adorable little tiny no, brass I mean, you got to be careful. Sooner or later, the word on the street's going to be the, like your place is like Toys R the, Us. Yeah. <laughs> and like every fairy in the well, universe is going to be like, you got to go this, over to Angela. So, She's got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, right. Well, this is something I told you every time I meditate now, I've been seeing my house that I'm supposed to build and, I'm, and, and I keep feeling that uh, I'm being told it's closer than you think. So right now I'm kind of like, okay, let me figure out if I can build this house. But this house is on really special land. Like it is a very magical spot of earth. And there's that crazy garden that's been abandoned behind it with all the railroad ties going up the hill. And they're going to lose their shit. When I make over that garden, they are going to lose their little minds. And I am figuring it out. Like, like they're... (laughs) Uh, You remember like, uh, remember Girls Gone Wild wild video? Yeah. Fairies beads, gone wild. Topless fairies, Eagle beads around Rock, their neck. California. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all kinds of fairies, so like, 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 drunk, <laughs> blurred out faces. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell their dads. <laughs> oh, I love that. But now I'm trying to embrace the good side of them. So I keep telling them too, because I don't really know what our magic making together can be yet, really, because there's so much more nature. But I also think that they're good for my pets. Like the animals love them. And um, I think they're probably good for health because they're of Pan. Pan is the eternal child. Um, I'm aging beautifully. So maybe that's part of it. Like, <laughs> let's just put that out there. I'm serious. That's also indigo. Indigos don't age as quickly as everybody else. But um, I mean, not that that's not that any of my words should ever be in my looks. That is a, a silly thing. But I did come here to be in a body. So there's also that. Um, but I don't know what they can do. I want to appease them and see what comes of it. You know, I this want this is, relationship to be the best it can be. I, lo- I love the opportunity for once you embrace the woo, there's certain ways you can, you know, I don't want to say <laughs> justify, uh, but yeah. spin is maybe a better word. Like, oh, I never, oh, I never drink too much. I purge. Ooh, you know, like yeah. I, don't, I never throw up or shit my pants. Now I just purge. <laughs> Uh, I had to purge last night, you know, or yes. I chose to be in a body. Yeah, you know? I, chose I, mean, so body. I chose this body. I chose this body. I had to learn has... lessons about being in a body. Yes, fructose so, malabsorption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Farting for 10 days. I had a bunch of cauliflower yesterday and I was so bloated and gassy and I was like, not again. Well, this took a weird turn, like suddenly from like, you know, I chose to, you know, be in this body that ages beautifully to Farting. I ate so much cauliflower yesterday. <laughs> um well, do you want to get into this? Yeah, okay. Let's. Okay. Let's, okay it, generally speaking, you know, according to Wikipedia and other things, uh, uh, 
uh, numerology is any belief in the divine or mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events. Mm-hmm. And like, so those events are like milestones in someone's life. Um, but even further than that, uh, you can take numerology into what Wikipedia would be considered to be total pseudoscience. Wikipedia is very anti-woo. Yeah, it is. Um, it never, you know, it's all like, you know, this is science and life is existence yeah. is material. Um, its editors are not into woo either. Yeah, yeah. So the, it's all about, um, you know, so whenever they ask me for money, I just say, uh, sending positive vibes. <laughs> uh, I do actually donate to them. But um, the... Uh, you know, also like personality type uh, oh, yeah. or like, you know, things that are important to you in life. There are things that represent, you know, uh, I don't know, characteristics uh, yeah. that you find reoccurring in your life that are important to you. Things like et cetera, et cetera. So not just coinciding events necessarily as much as, uh, you know, just like the totality and, of everything. Well, and even where your focus is, you know, what, what your focus is on based on this number is just, this is part of like what's, and, and a lot of the events, because um, our, our really great listener, uh, Kate reached out and offered to do uh, big time numerology charts for Ryan and me. And man, at first I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then when I started reading this report that she wrote out, it blew my mind. I cannot believe, I just feel like, I feel like if I'd had this as a teenager and just been like, okay, great. Now we're going to prepare for all this. It's so powerful. It's and very in-depth. Crazy and accurate. I didn't realize there was the explanation. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this gibberish chart. So for a few days, I'm like staring at this chart of numbers and like letters. <laughs> and, I'm just, and like you're emailing Going like, cross-eyed. this is amazing. It all makes so yeah, much sense. Yeah. And I'm just like, how the f- how does she know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. she just knows? I love I'm like, that how she, does she just know? Yeah, That's, when I, I wish it, I just knew. When I didn't know that she sent this, the, the little report that she wrote out. Well, it's a big report, actually. But um, when I didn't know she sent the report, I was like, uh, thanks? Like, I just looked at the numbers, and then I looked at the other doc, and I was like, holy shit. It's crazy, and though. Just to be clear, like, you know, most people would, you know, they lump this in with, uh, you know, astrology, uh, any other divinatory art which is you know by mainstream society considered to be total like bullshit yep but we but we over here know it to be know it to be real yeah um and we do know that there are lots of things to be gleaned from this. oh it blew my mind so you guys might remember how i was saying i know a couple of 11s who are definitely twos she actually included in this report um okay I'm going to start with this real quick. The 11. Um, 11 is the inspired healer or master healer. And this is something as, as I get older, like I really want to see, I I know, I know I'm a born healer, a natural born healer. I don't know yet what form that takes. Like if it's Reiki, if it's something else, but I, that's, it's work that I'm diving into and like really exploring. Um, But she wrote, you are asked. You're being asked to recognize and use creativity, intuition, and healing abilities for the benefit of humanity as a whole. Remember that any master number carries heavier and bigger lessons. If it is too much for someone in their life, they always have the choice to default to the lower reduced number energy. So some eleven slash two life paths will only ever work towards the two if the eleven is just too much for them, which 
intuitively, I knew. I knew that about the people. Like, I never read that, that an 11 could just be reduced to a 2 if it was too much. But it's so crazy. It's, it is what it is the case, according to Kate. And Kate's like a master numerologist. Um, the other thing that, that um, is at the top of my chart that fucking blew my mind. She did significant year. And significant year is when you add all your numbers together and you get like one number and then you reduce that down like mine would be the 11. But my significant year was 2009. And she wrote, did anything important happen in this year that seems influential to your life in a big way, particularly having to do with your spirituality or influence and healing or teaching others in an important way? 2009 was when my ex-husband from my first lifetime, we did not get married in this lifetime, cheated on me and like we were about to move to Indiana for his masters. I was going to leave New York and he was the only man I've honestly ever really seen myself having a kid with because he he's like he's like a real deep-rooted soulmate for me even though he's got a lot of fucking growing up to do and we're connected in in a way that um, I've never experienced with another partner. Like the connection to him was so good and so fruitful, but not good enough because he can't keep his dick out of other vaginas, you know? And that's like pretty big for Venus and Scorpio to have a dick all to herself. That's like number one necessity in a relationship with Venus and Scorpio. I do not condone him putting his dick in other women. Um, which he did a lot of in our last life together. And in that last life, I did have a different attitude that did not serve me. I did allow it. And it like crippled me emotionally. So in 2009, I'm pretty sure he cheated on me before. And I just didn't catch him. Um, because cheaters got to cheat. And um, there are marriages that can be repaired. I'm not saying you should never be with somebody who cheats. But man, did I know that this was never going to stop. So 2009 was when I left New York and moved back to L.A. the second time. And I, my ego was bloated and damaged. And it was like pride, pride, pride. Who was he to do this to me? Blah, blah, blah. And healing took a different turn for me. Because I have healed from worse, worse things. Well, you know what? Worst things on paper, but this was the worst. I told him this. Th this is the worst thing anyone's ever done to me. And people have done horrible things to me. This was absolutely the worst thing because he was not a sociopath. He is a normal person. He knows what he could, how he could damage somebody. Um, but also it was like, it, th this relationship felt like a reward for me in this lifetime. Like it felt that good that I was just like, I deserve this. He's the guy, like all these things. But then after he cheated on me, I was a mess. Like it took so long to pull myself out of that hole and to finally accept like the wallowing I did. I mean, I hacked his Gmail. I saw chats with him and this woman and I had to flip the script on myself and be like, you know what? She was hot. He's a fuck up with low self-esteem. This makes sense. This is the pet. This is his path. This has nothing to do with you. And he still wanted to be together. Like he still was like, well, we could work this out. But I went insane. I remember when we tried to work it out for like a minute, I moved back in and it was a super hot day and I came home and I opened the freezer and stuck my head in it, which is better than the oven, but way better. <laughs> and and um, I'm, I'm just like trying to cool off and he's trying to do everything right and, and make amends for cheating. 
and he's making dinner and he's like, ah, blah, 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 and he's being all upbeat. And I snapped and I started grabbing bags of frozen vegetables and just hurling them at his skull and screaming like, I fucking hate you. And then I was like, whoa, okay, I'm gonna move out. I'm gonna go away now. Like, <laughs> like this is definitely not working. And um, and it never would have. And I that was the that was when I decided I'm not repeating my last lifetime. I'm out. I'm gonna go see what the rest of the life holds for me. But it also was my biggest lesson in ego. And after my ego healed from that, my and pride was not. Pride is no longer like pride will come up for a minute, but pride is no longer my thing. And as triple fire. Like pride, I got so much Sag and Leo. Pride has been my eternal struggle in this lifetime. And that was the year I let it go. That's a, I mean, talk about nailing it. <laughs> yeah, right? I just keep thinking of you like assaulting someone with like frozen vegetables. <laughs> I know my cousin Katie loves that story. <laughs> like these bags of peas. Like, is it a salt or is it a pepper with the frozen vegetables? <laughs> So dumb. Uh, that is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever said on this podcast, uh, which okay. is saying something. I'm looking at my significant year, which is something I, um, like I said, I just realized earlier this morning. How to read this. That there was, this was mm-hmm. attached. So I'm a little behind and my significant year was 1992. Ooh, wow. Where I was 16 years old. Holy shit. Um, so did anything happen in this year that seems influential to your life in a big way, particularly having to do with self-expression and communication of who you are creatively? Um, I, gosh, I'm trying to think if that's the year I went to Young Life Camp in uh, Windy Gap, North Carolina, when I met, uh, I shouldn't say her full name, although she's married. So Maybe it's not, not full her, name. First her name, name was Nicole. And, uh, oh man, was I in love with this girl. Um, I mean, as any 16 year old boy would fall in love with. Especially the, a cancer. The greatest babe in a bikini at a Christian summer camp. <laughs> Um, she was from Lexington, North Carolina, and I would—I actually got my license. I wasn't allowed to get my license because I didn't have high, good enough grades um, in school. And the rule was I had to have, like, I think, uh, all, uh, minimum all Bs to be able to get my driver's license. Ooh. And I was a little young for my grade because my birthday was always in the summer following. Mm-hmm. So I didn't turn 18 till after I graduated high school, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. And so I wasn't 16 till after my sophomore year. And so I... I think I, I did whatever I had to do to get my driver's license so I could drive to Lexington, Kentucky. You to know, see like Nicole. I, I told my parents, I was like, what do I need to do to get my driver's <laughs> license? And they said, well, you didn't get the grades. I was like, how many jobs do I need to work? Yeah. And um, so I got my driver's license and then uh, started driving. I would drive to Lexington a couple times. Uh, but I just found her on, uh, I definitely looked her up on Facebook in the last year. Ooh. Just out of curiosity. Uh, I, I mean... It's the best thing about Facebook. Uh, I mean, she must. I mean, she. What? what, Who ages gracefully? You said or indigos. Indigos. She must be indigo because I was like, she looked like she looked identical. I'd imagine you being in love with an indigo too, as like a sensitive. Yeah, and so I was just like, I remember like I found her and I was just like, uh, I mean, you know, like I was, I you know, I knew what I was doing back then. <laughs> no, but she was like a beautiful person. Uh, is like, you know, like she kind of glowed, had the big yeah. eyes. But um, I'm trying to think, like, I'll have to think about this more because, particularly having to do with my self expression and communication of who I am creatively, that's also like, oh, God. What? Is that the year my parents got divorced? Or like, 92? Or decided to sp- Is that the year my mom moved to Pasadena? 
Um, and then I think it was right before my junior year. They divorced in 93. Um, oh, gosh. Maybe you, that's it. Um, it's crazy to think on this stuff, too, to see how you changed. Because it's not just a huge thing happens. It's like, because huge things happen all the time. But it's like the year that we actually learn, which for me, this is directly related to my past life. So maybe it's like, lessons. I mean, I knew, I definitely knew what I wanted to be when I grew up yeah. at this point. Um, at 16, I definitely knew I wanted to do comedy and like movies and stuff like that or whatever. Mm -hmm. I definitely already knew that that was going to be happening for me or that I was going to do whatever it took eventually to try to have that life. Yeah. Uh, regardless of, you know, shedding you know, expectations of, you know, what it meant to, you know, you know, be a grown up yep. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so 92 was probably the year. I mean, I don't know. I think I started to like really kind of groove into being able to have friends and, you know, by this age. And um, I, I do remember this is it's also the age I think I started getting attention from the opposite sex a little bit for the first what? time because didn't New Kids on the Block come out in like around oh. 92? And there was a girl in my school who thought I looked like Joey McIntyre because my hair was so curly. You have a Joey thing though, like so even your eyes. It was like my, yeah, and so like she tried and tried to get me to wear this, buy this black hat. <laughs> like one of those circular, whatever they're you called. You were her blow up Joey And I was doll. like, I'm not, I'm like, I know exactly what you're doing. She's like, no, it's not related. You just look good in this hat. I'm like, I'm not wearing this fucking hat. Wow. New Kids wore something. I, I went to school with a girl who would bring a New Kids on, on the Block pillow with her to class and masturbate under it. Oh my God, in I, school? Yeah, it was real fucking weird. It was so weird. That's I an mean, obsession to another level. Yeah, like masturbating in English class. How This is so Florida. This is why I don't send your kids to school in Florida. Because nobody ever stopped her. Um, what was your, read your life path number. Because I my bet. My life path number is three. Oh, that's right. Read what Which that is the says. path of the communicator. Your goal in this lifetime is to learn self-expression, creativity, and how to honestly communicate your ideas to others. Three life path people are often entertainers since they enjoy expressing themselves and communicating, communicating this to others. Three life path also asks of you to learn about enjoying your life to the fullest. Three is the happiest of the numbers and the most outgoing and social. So when I read that, what I read is do whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> man. <laughs> You're just here to have a good time. God, mine is way heavier. These master numbers are no joke. But the interesting thing too about this is... I mean, this is literally a 12-page document containing both of our yeah. stuff. Uh, so, like, when it comes to... Because um, I don't think we're going to get into, like, the specific details of all of this just about me and you because I, mean, I don't know how interesting that is for other people to, like, hear detailed things about other people. Um, but, like, you have <laughs> life path, contact number, expression number, personality number, motivation number, or soul urge number is what it's also called. Hidden passion number. Oh, I'm going to have to read that one. Yeah, um, Ultimate this one's crazy. goal number. First letter of name, which is your cornerstone. Uh, first Valen name, uh, your key number, your balance number, your karmic lessons, which is a very interesting one. Uh, the, the letters that are missing from your name, uh, therefore, are indicative or correlate to the things that the lessons you need to learn that you don't have or that, that you have to learn to do or, or be in this life. Cycle numbers, challenge numbers, your first challenge, your second challenge, your third challenge, your fourth challenge, um, pinnacle numbers, uh, first, second, and third pinnacle, 
fourth pinnacle, and then there's take home points as well. I mean, this is I'm in like my third pinnacle this is right very in depth stuff. Um, yeah, I am currently I am on the cusp of my third pinnacle, which begins next week because my birthday is in seven days from now. So, or when this comes out, I, I will already be in my third pinnacle. I guess this is it's so crazy. My third pinnacle is um, I'm I'm being more nurturing, loving, caretaking, love, duty, family, um, isn't just caretaking of humans. It can be animals as well. And Ryan came in here to six animals, all very well cared for. They're all locked in the bedroom right now, except my familiar. Yeah, they're all in stirrups and muzzles uh, in the locked away right now. Yeah, locked away. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to shake all, a wire hanger yeah, at them a, later. It's like a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. My third pinnacle begins next week, and it's all about the threes for me. Um, you know, which is just a number. I've always loved the number three, but um, so I, I've been told that I've really programmed this energy into my chart in a big way. Um, creativity, communication, self-expression, joy, living life to its fullest. I will be presented with opportunities for all of this, and I see it as driving you further and further on your life path goals. So. Like starting next week, it's fucking party time. Yeah, me. this I really like too. The hidden passion number, um, freedom, adventure, living life to the fullest in an unconventional way. Uh, change and flexibility are important with this energy. Um, it's a very human number. It's five humanness, five fingers, five toes, five senses, which is really cool. Hedonistic pleasures. Big time into that. Um, I told you guys, everybody says I'm the best sex they ever had. This is totally obvious now. <laughs> hey, Why? Including it's yourself. In the numbers. You, you, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> you know, I wonder though, I wonder, Ryan, because how many people have heard that? A lot? A lot? How maybe. many people have said, oh my God, you're the best I've ever had? Um, can I just throw this out there? And I probably shouldn't, but every time I go get my vagina waxed, the woman waxing my vagina tells me how beautiful it is. Do you think that's also part of the job? Probably, but I love hearing it. This is You're falling for the old strip club trick. Am I? Like, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but um, <laughs> I don't know if every person who waxes a vagina says that. I think my but vagina is beautiful. I do know beautiful. that every time a man goes into a strip club, even though he knows... He compliments the vaginas? No, no, no. Even though he knows that's their job, still, he will be convinced by the time he leaves that one stripper oh, that he was, was really the special into me. Like, she, was, she really liked yeah. me. That's like for real. Like I think there but might be something ma- going. Yeah, and, and these are women. the money I spend. These are women waxing my vagina, to be clear, and we are very charming creatures, women, so I wouldn't be surprised. But the, the dudes are the ones telling me I'm the best sex. You know so what? the hidden I passion number, let's, let's, um, the numeric value most often repeated in the letters of your name. They, this can reveal even more detail about your very specific areas of talent or abilities that you are drawn to in this life. So, when, so like when you're talking about like you, maybe sex is your thing, you chose a body in this life, <laughs> and you know not that sex is your only talent in this life, but hey, it's important. Um, I thought you were also going to follow up. Everyone oh, I've ever me. had sex for with me. told me that I was the best they've ever had. They've also been virgins. <laughs> um, although. I mean, I think nowadays, like you reach a certain age where you when. don't even think about a virgin. No, anymore because no, it would like, be gross. Like virgins are like now. a, a long sure. distance thing of the past. Um, I was going to say too, um, the name thing, because she does numerology with your name. And I had seen this before and I, I did mine. Mine's 22. 
but I actually chose my name for this lifetime. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I picked this name in my last lifetime, like wrote about it even. And when my mom saw me, because my mom was going to name me Holly, and she saw me and she was like, nope, that's an Angela. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the name. I'm Holly to would have totally changed on my hedonistic I was supposed to pursuits. be, what was I supposed to be? It wasn't Holly. I was supposed to be. Um, Not Holly. <laughs> well, I was supposed to be a girl. Oh, oh! My parents wanted. My parents very much wanted. They and were and look at hoping, you with this feminine energy. They were really hoping for a gal, um, uh, or someone who cho- you know identified. They're more as fun a woman. to dress. Um, they uh, so they were disappointed when I came out. Yeah. Um, which I guess was guilt that they've had for the entirety <laughs> of their life. Were they that disappointed? Well, I also they were quite disappointed, and also I was like almost dead. So oh like, yeah, I was that premature would be way and more disappointing. So I was premature and a boy. So they were riddled with guilt. Like, uh, oh, we wanted we wanted him to be a girl, and now he's almost dead. And is he going to live? We, you know. So they. Uh, uh, so there's a lot going on there. I'm, I have to like dive into 1992. Yeah, you should. You should spend some time because I really thought on mine for a while, and I was like, wow, this is very clear. The th- interesting thing about this also is, depending on how into numerology you are mm. or want to be you have children now are you are you like reverse engineering a child through uh through their name what name you pick and or are you picking a name specifically because of attributes that you want this child to have are you even inducing labor on a specific date which is very common now um, not for n- numerological reasons, but you could induce labor, um, and you get you get a couple days to pick from. I think so. I think it would be interesting to understand, like you know, this is like new age eugenics. Yeah, it's almost true. to a certain aspect. If you want to, but I think like if you're actually pregnant and like going through all this, like you know. The last thing on your mind is we have to induce labor on this particular day. Yeah. Like, that's like some real ritualistic, like we're trying to usher in the Antichrist. Yeah, stuff, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I have really good friends who induced labor and, um, and I was kind of weirded out about it, but this was before um, I got a little bit more information about when the baby, when the soul comes in and they were both Geminis and they had a Gemini and he's got an Aquarius moon. Their moons are Leo Sag. So they're like fucking set those three. I mean, th- he's he's a fabulous little boy now. But they did not pick the date. A doctor did. So I think maybe... Because you can't like... I don't think you can actually pick the date. Yeah, it's not like a designer baby. Like but to, I, like, yeah. To the it's, point of like... Yeah, funny. I want to pick the date of my child's birth. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah, something else kind of decides that. Maybe who knows the child's souls like I'm coming in through this planet. Aslan said something amazing to me because I've really been exploring this lately. Um, you know, when does the soul enter the, the body inside of the mother? Like, because I really have a strong sense that I was outside of my mom for a long time. And um, Aslan said that it's this, I need her to repeat this to me. She, I want to have her on actually. She is fucking otherworldly. And I met her through um, Sarah's workshops um aslan's the one who started screaming at me across the room look at her she's on the meridian she's got one foot in the other world when i was trying to get back into my body that day and um she's also the one who was the bookkeeper in the land of the dead when i was the crow 
There's something else we have in common too. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, I saw her. I saw her spirit and or power animal. Yeah. So, um, but she told me that it's like this compression. The pressure when the the like clouds beat down on the earth or something is when like the souls come raining down of the children. She started telling this to me, telling this to me with such conviction. I was just like, holy shit, I've never heard what this is. We did. We went to the girl boss rally. We were the the readers there that day. We went to just Jessica Leonardo's thing because she's amazing and she's going to be on the podcast. She said she's going to do the podcast. I'm really excited about that. But that was all we did. And then we just talked to each other all day. And not a single thing was like, where did you go to college? It was like um, fucking crazy, deep, weird shit that was amazing. And the only conversations I honestly want to have at this stage of my life. Um, but I, she... <laughs> but she, for the record... <laughs> No small talk. You don't walk into a store to buy like a loaf of bread or something and be like, when I was seven years old, there was, uh, you know, like, well, like will, you are having, you are say, capable of making conversation I, uh, well, okay. social situations. Here's how many of my checkout works have, uh, resp- uh, whatever, conversations have gone. Um, recently, uh, I love that fragrance. What is it? Oh, it's called Come To Me Oil. It'll attract men and blah, blah, blah. Oh, what's in it? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm a witch. I do this. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, that was a checkout experience. Another one was um, buying a dark chocolate candy bar in a grocery store on a Saturday night. And um, the checkout girl saying, like, oh, I guess you're having a good night. Like, but meaning it. And I said, yeah. And uh, something about being man-free, both of us. And then I said, well, you know, dark chocolate activates the same thing in your brain that orgasms do. And she's like, I'm taking one home tonight. Like, I'm not having casual conversations. And if anybody tries to casual conversation me, they're going to hear about orgasms or uh, how to get a man or whatever, whatever. If anyone tries to casual conversation (laughs) me. I'm not. I don't have the tolerance anymore. Like, I want instant connections or no connections. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is some real. Hey. I. It's all, and, yeah. and I know that this is all or nothing. Everybody. I'm it's all not or for nothing. everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's all or nothing. All I, or nothing. But when it comes to numerology, I don't think you have to, you know, totally change your life. Like, like let's say you get a reading that, like, this is the more I'm diving into this, the more I'm like astounded by it. And the, cause I don't think I've ever had such an in depth numerological reading no me neither and this is like pretty fucking cool and so if you're interested in this i mean it is really fascinating because it seems like there's an endless array of techniques to learn more about ourselves and 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 that's that's not to say that because you figured out an in-depth like astrological chart that now you've you're just done yeah you're done knowing who you are oh man no there's so there's an infinite number of layers that I think we can it's, uncover. It blows my mind. The karmic lessons in this, she wrote from past life experiences, you must learn to be more positively expressive and experience the energies of these numbers, being more diplomatic and cooperative in partnerships and learning how to better manage resources and being in positions of authority or dealing with others in positions of authority. I have got to learn how to manage my money somebody's gotta fucking hit me over the head or give me a lobotomy or something i am so bad at this and managing my resources is the thing that 
I don't know if it's going to happen this lifetime. I'm really trying, but I'm also just not even remotely passionate about it. Well, don't and give up on yourself. Thank you, Ryan. In my last lifetime, same thing. And this is my karmic lesson. But also, um, my my original report cards, I think I told you this when I was telling you the story about skiing and telling my mom to fuck off about letting me watch V. Um, I All my report cards are uh, Angie's a little bossy with everybody at playtime. She thinks the kitchen is hers. Like, and this is really how I come. I came into the, the life. Like I didn't want to cooperate. I didn't want to play well with others. I wasn't mean. I was never a bully, but I would just be like, you're in my space. And what a privilege for you was really, <laughs> and that's fucked up. I'm not condoning that, but that is the child I was. And, <laughs> I know, I know. That's such a great, like, you should just put that on your business card. You're in my space, and what a, what privilege, a privilege for you. What a great... <laughs> but it's true, this is the lesson. I mean, I came here like that, no idea why. I was. I have a brother. I was not treated better than he was. Like, I, I shared. He was actually the thing I was most passionate about. He was like my little living doll. Shared everything, was never possessive of attention with him, like... But for whatever reason, among other children, even when I'm at a party, um, sometimes if I just told a really delightful story and then someone else starts talking, I think, wait, why did I, why am I not still talking? And I'll be like, whoa, bitch, hold up. Like, you don't get to talk the whole time, which is seriously triple fire. And I'm not making excuses here. I'm just saying this is my plate and the struggle's real. I'm triple fire. I chose this body. It's, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, I'm triple fire. I chose this body. But like, I have to, I am not a one woman show in a group of people. And that is seriously something that I have to remind myself of every time I'm in a group of people. And it, the, I, it, that I am for sure working on in this lifetime. So uh, the, the managing resources, and I don't like how this sounds at all. But I keep hoping. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I keep hoping. What is this? Gonna, this is some. What, I am a what feminist. Words are going to tumble I've out been of listening to Beyonce and Lizzo back to back. I'm a feminist to boot, but I will say I really hope my next partner who comes in is a positive influence on my finances and is like, "Are you crazy? You got to do this and this." And I'll be like, "I am crazy. Tell me again, because I wasn't listening. Because I'm triple fire." <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's like much different. Like I thought you were going to say. I oh. don't want to rely on somebody to make me better, but I do want a partner oh, okay. who has no, okay. his shit together so financially. I, I don't and influences maybe me because positively. I'm a man, but it doesn't feel like you had to like qualify that by saying. By Thank the way, you. I'm a feminist, but I want someone who's a positive I influence hate on me. The idea of someone completing me, and that's not what I'm looking for, but I do want somebody to influence me. My second husband. It's not like you said. I I hope my next partner is so fucking rich. I never have to do ew, anything. Again. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hey, bonus, but no, I'm not manifesting <laughs> that at all. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but if it, like because we have a friend who just started uh, a, a pretty hardcore relationship, and her partner is like all up in her finances, teaching her how to do this stuff. He's not paying stuff off for her or anything. He's just renegotiating credit card debt and things like that. And she's telling me about this, and I'm like, God, you're so lucky. And it's funny too because that is a huge turn on. Like I want a guy who does that. Like I don't care if he while well, working out. I just want somebody healthy. I don't care really about bodies. How buff they are. You don't, yeah. you don't need like the eight pack. Yeah, but if he puts time into um, life management stuff, like I, he has to wear sunscreen and take vitamins. That is a deal breaker. Like he's got to be fucking. He's got to be a grown up man, which has been a while since I've been with that. But. If I get a man who does that, who is like, oh, baby, this, 
IRS letter is very bad. We're going to deal with this right now. Like that's on my pile of things to deal with. Like these are, these are things that I would love to be influenced by friends, by partners, especially the person I spend the most time with. I just had that conversation last night with a friend about finances. <sighs> See, we're creative. We have that side of the brain that doesn't, that is like money. Okay, here it is. And here you go. You can have this. Like I've just, it's, I treat it like it's fluid and always coming in, which I think is a good attitude to keep it flowing. But man, I got to pay attention to all the other stuff too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, especially too, like when you, when you finally learn how someone else perceives you and what mm-hmm. you think of money uh, my friend told me, well, you hate rich people <gasps> is what they said. To what? Me. And I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, I have friends who are rich. I've never. And felt she's like, like no, you rich people. Well, I've said things. I'm sure. You, obviously that you have influenced know that the system is opinion. broken. But I mean, I'm not, I can't be dismissed just because I disagree with it. Doesn't mean I can dismiss. Yeah. This is her opinion that has been formed over years of things I've said. So well, it's like, you know what? I can be pretty communist. I don't think you hate anything, Ryan. But I can be pretty communist when it comes to like, oh, you know, capitalism too. and money and stuff. When yeah. I think rich people are like evil. Um, so I have to be careful about that because money is not the problem. No. Um, but, you know, so there it is interesting, but it, it does speak to my relationship and how I view money. Yeah. That I do believe that money is very problematic and, you know, isn't uh, a it's a negative force in most people's well, lives. It is in this so, country. like, I have to like reshape and and re and it, and if I break it down, it really the power I'm giving to that image, yeah, influences and affects my thought patterns, and therefore manifests certain things in my life Ooh. when it comes to money. Yeah, you know, like I mean, if our mind is the garden and we're planting the seeds, mm-hmm. um, I'm planting seeds of like money can fuck off. Yeah, right, and Ooh. that's what I've been doing. Oh, uh, holy in, shit, right? In my mind for yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and if you have money, guess what? You also should fuck off because you're not a good person. Like, that's not how no. I, be- that's not what I believe. No. And there are plenty of people who do really great things with their money, who are generous, who know that they are lucky to have been blessed with money in this lifetime or work their fucking asses off for it. You know, now, that's capitalism great too. is different. Yes. I'll talk all day about cat. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, big difference. But, but we don't, but this isn't a, uh, a, this a isn't a financial planning <laughs> podcast. Obviously, it's the opposite. Neither of us know shit about money. So, who I went to my bank the other day with a handful of rose quartz, and I said, <laughs> "Can I just put this in my checking?" Account? These are magic beans. <laughs> uh, here's some quartz. I want to amplify Aww. the money that's in my checking, and they said it's all digital. And I said, "Digitize it," <laughs> and I'm not allowed back in my bank. Um. You know, they're lost. <laughs> they're lost, literally. I, you know what's funny, though? Because I just carried all my crystals to the windowsill today, and I was digging them out of all the different little places I have them. And every time I had a handful, they felt so powerful, and, like, they have so much worth that they, they have, not just to me. I know lots of people feel this way about their crystals. But it's funny. I can actually imagine taking a handful of crystals to a bank and being like, how much are you going to give me for the? Because they feel so, they do feel powerful. Yeah, I mean, we have ascribed, you know, high numerical values to other shiny objects. And they're expensive. To other rocks and, mm-hmm. and, and metals. But, um, okay, so let's um, let's remind people that if they want to get one of these in-depth oh, yeah. numerological readings... Um, I'm going to, I plan to post this. Where to reach out? Probably on Facebook. Where, where can they reach out? Um, you guys want to email Kate. She did, I mean, it's too vast to read you everything. 
And I have to say, like, mine is freaking spot on. Absolutely. It's um, pretty crazy. I can't like, when believe you, it. When you start reading this, you're just like, what? Yeah. So her name is Caitlin with a C. Um, email her at clementinetarot228 at gmail.com. And, um, you know, she'll probably give you a deal if you tell her you're a listener. I don't know. I, oh, I don't know if you should be offering deals. No, I don't. That's worth whatever she wants you to I pay. bet she'll give you a deal. I this bet is she the will. deal. She'll She's give you cool. a fucking <laughs> insightful Thorough reading into like, reading. who you are. Yeah, tell her you heard um, about it on this. I'll post it to Facebook. And, um, I mean, Instagram, you can't copy and paste anything from there. It's like a real pain in the ass. Um, but you guys should all just reach out. I don't know what she charges for if this. If you have any interest we at all in, in numerology and like what your numbers are, um, I mean, you have to. Like, I mean, it's. It's, there are so many clues. There's so many things going on, in and this it breaks world. down your life into like the different segments, and then like you know what you've been through, what you can look forward to, uh, yeah. you know, experiencing, yeah, um, potentially, and the things that are influencing you, the things that you've you know you've laid out for yourself to work on in this particular life, and how they are showing up in like the day you were born, in the time you were born, yep, and like the name that you were, the name that you chose to give your parents to make you have to give you because I, I believe that's an interesting idea too that, I think that we put like, plant seeds in their yeah, minds yeah I do I do as well and so I'm I mean I'm sh- I'm certain there are other Ryan Jeffrey singers walking around the planet right now because there are so <laughs> many Ryan singers because um, there's seven billion you know there's not seven billion names no you know what I mean so so everybody's gonna have the same name but like they were not born at the exact same time as mm-hmm. you, even if they share your same name. So it's very cool stuff. So um, definitely get into, I mean, numbers are magic. I mean, I just love them. You love um, them, Ryan. I tried to buy you a, a dice in England. I went into a weird, it's called the Hobbit Hole in Chatters. I went in there and it was a big D&D day. Everybody was in there. I, well, I think it was D&D. I don't know what other games people play, but it looked like that. And all these guys are in there playing. And my cousin Katie and I walk in and they're like, women <laughs> it was so funny but I walked in I was like do you have any really weird dice like something I could only get in England and he showed me a bunch of these weird light up dice but they were just they weren't I wanted a, a great big weird one for you but oh. no it, it it wasn't it was actual real dice I that still roll the Yahtzee dice I still I still roll the Yahtzee dice um, this is interesting oh you know what else I wanted to say that um, Caitlin emailed us about um, she pointed out that um, John Ham, no big deal Probably the future Mr. Angela Lovell. Who knows? But um, he and Mark Twain both had Life Path 22, which was like this um, do important things life path. Um, what did she say? Because Twain, Huck Finn is the first book that was published worldwide, basically like fucked up everybody's minds over slavery and racism in a good way, in the way that the minds should be fucked up over that. Um, what is it? Expression? Life path twenty two slash four, and that's interesting too. So I guess people who are twenty twos can go to four. I know a twenty two who's definitely a four. Oh, that, was a that. Quick, that was a quick. Like, <laughs> we really arched that arced that out real quick. Oh, I guess you can twenty two. I know a twenty two. So cool okay, though, because there I know people who are like I'm an eleven. I'm like, there's no way you are. You are not an eleven. Like not because not not. They're just not doing the work. They're doing a different thing. Maybe they just haven't had their awakening yet. Yeah. Mm, 
no, they're too Am awesome. I devil's advocating? Yeah, too much? but that's good. I, that's, um, the world needs devil's advocates. Okay, Ryan. so um, so the take home points here are you know, you know, get get your numbers, find out what your numbers are, find out what you're made of. I mean, I'm I will be turning forty three a week from now from this recording. What date is your birthday? The ninth. I knew that. So July ninth. So, um, oh, actually, I will be by the time I have just turned forty three when this came out. Aww. So that's Happy four. Birthday. So that's a seven. So my age will be a seven. If any of you um, are going to go see Ryan perform, oh shoot, yeah, I'll be all over the place. So yeah, um, he's got stickers. I'll post I'm those on the today. Instagram. Go up to him and say, "I listen to your show," and he'll give you a sticker. So if you live in Cincinnati, Asheville, Nashville, um, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio, Morgantown, West Virginia. If you live in Sioux, near Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Denver, Colorado, um, Lincoln, Where Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska, on, on my website, website ryansingercomedy.com backslash tour, you can um, see the cities. I'm, I'm trying to get the ticket links uh, currently. But yeah, it uh, should be fun shows. Uh, the first bit of the run, I'll have my buddy Gilbert Lowend with me, who's, uh, we call him the green room killer. He's <laughs> so funny. Um, Not because he farts in the green room and no, no. it's horrible? He is every comedian's favorite comedian to hang out Aww. with. Um, Because he's so funny. What's his birthday? Um, yeah, that's a good question. But I'll he's to, a I'll, I'll, have to, I'll find it's out all we're when we're on the road together. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and this is where the magic happens.com. Oh, write us reviews. Look at that big glass. Um, I'm going to put a terrarium in it someday. But do you see that? That's what all the reviews are in right now. What are you going to put in there? A terrarium? Like an animal of some kind? No, just moss and a little tiny plant. That's how I got all those fairies probably. I made, you guys won't believe how many freaking terrariums I had going and they're not easy to keep alive giant ones you know what that one's too small fuck it I'm putting them in a big one oh I one. see John Hamm but yeah there's a lot of John Hamm in here right now and you know what I took a lot of it down like I said but um, that's and I'm just... gonna be taking everybody's name to the mountain soon oh that's right so also you guys write a review and I'm gonna put you in this jar that I spend a lot of time with and it's on my altar but um, I don't think I mentioned this did I talk about gratitude attitude they kept screaming gratitude attitude at me. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I wrote it down and I taped it up and I had to look at it for a while. And it stuck in my head. And the other thing they were yelling at me was embrace the awkwardness. So that's in there too right now. So all of you are part of a gratitude attitude and you're embracing life's awkwardness as well. And I put my super lucky $2 Confederate bills in there. Well, there's other lucky stuff in there with you as well. But um, yeah, you write a review and... Man, you're getting the good stuff. Oh, and if you do write a review, send us an email and tell us what you want. Somebody said adventure. Somebody said career. And I write it on the back of the little pink paper. You know what's crazy? The, I use a hot pink. This is this. I'm so glad I'm remembering to say this. I use a hot pink notepad that I write these on and cut them out and put them in there. And today I was walking around. I was like, what should I charge? What do I want to charge in the eclipse? And that notepad is kept in a bin under my bed. And I have everything tidied because you were coming over. I w- I'm walking around. I'm like, what else? What else? Something flung the notepad out from under my bed from its bin and it was lying in the middle of my bedroom floor. So I'm charging the hot pink paper I used to write these on right now. So what I write your name on will be even more potent. Hell yeah. That's fucking awesome, isn't it? That's really Probably cool. a fairy. Maybe a guide. That's really cool. Things just flying around. Yeah, those fairies are working with me. Yeah, and next thing you know, there's just going to be a million of them in here. Going to be what? A million of them. I'm around. okay with it. We're, we're finding our we're finding our groove. Okay, well, this has been fun. Uh, we hope. Uh, thank you, Caitlin. By the way, that thank was you, so Caitlin. cool. That was the best thing. So ever. cool. Um, what I mean, really cool stuff. And I love. God, I love numbers. Oh, uh, we forgot to do magic moment. 
Uh, we'll next. do one next one. Yeah. You guys, we have a good one too. It's a fan letter. So listen you to know, that next time. Get in touch with your numbers. That's your magic moment. Yeah. Like, you know, think do about the math. Nu- just think about numbers. Yeah. Super easy. Uh, just Google, how do I do numerology? You can actually probably Google a lot of this if you can't afford to pay somebody, but um, you should reach out to her because she's really cool. Because, you know, it's the same charged. way with the same way you could just Google every the meaning of every tarot card or whatever. I'm trying to Google how do I submit plans to the city <laughs> for my house without paying $40,000 to someone to do it for me. And uh, we'll see how that works out. Oh, who knows? Maybe John Hamm uh, knows how to. Uh, I bet draw he does. Plans. I bet John Hamm's good with money. He'll be like, baby, baby girl. Baby girl, sit back, look pretty, let mm, me do this. That just means my insides get weird. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, this Not shit, you, St. Ryan. This shit just got closed. too real. <laughs> this shit got too real. <laughs>